I got the flu, man. What? Yeah, I'll never have the flu. Well, I got it. So, oh, man, yeah. damn, dude, that um, that's not good. That's no, not good. Teeth, that, that thing will put you on your ass. The teeth, the teeth hurt. Um, the Oof. head hurts. Uh, but you know, we can't. The good thing about working from home is that you can't get anybody sick except for your own family. Um, yeah. I think uh I think my kid is the one that gave me gave me the flu, but I mean it's okay. You know, it's Man. cool. It's Friday. You know, I didn't have anything to do. Um just wanted to talk to you guys about some sports. You know So your your flu test was positive, I'm assuming. Um yeah. Well, I didn't even have to take the flu test. When I wake up and my teeth hurt, my bones hurt, um, I, I just have green shit coming out of my my nose and yeah, I didn't go to the doctor, I didn't take a, a COVID test or anything like that. I know what the flu is. Um, and I got it and what a mess sweating all through the damn night and you can't, you know, you can't sleep or whatever. You got cold sweats. Yeah. You know, that or full blown AIDS. I'm telling it could be that, um, (laughs) I'm telling you, dude, it it was joke, but we're, we're, we're joking with the the day that I had to call in sick to the show when I couldn't do the show. Wax, I felt like I had been beat with a baseball bat. And and so I I go in and they're like, You have an ear infection. I'm like, what? And I still have a cough now. They did an AIDS, uh, not an AIDS test. They did a, uh, they did a flu test and they did a COVID test. And they're like, you don't have either. And I'm I like, um, I didn't go and read, read tested, read tested positive for the flu. I figured I'd, you know, I, I have all the symptoms that he has. So I figured I'd God, just, I, I got it. Man. So yeah, the teeth, wow. the teeth, when, when the teeth hurt, you know what I mean? And, and the, uh, the bones hurt, your eyelids hurt. Usually that's a pretty good indicator that yeah. something really bad is going on with you. It's just throbbing headache. You know what I mean? But anyways, man, let's that's talk not the throbbing football. that I want. I want no, no, no. I, I want, I want, I want some head throbs, but I want another, Wrong I want one. it in another vicinity. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, yeah, welcome right. to chaos theory. It is uh, Friday. Happy Friday. Wags and double R have you for the next hour until it's only an hour with Jeff and Jordan. But here on this wonderful program of chaos theory, if you are mobile, you can join us on that code of text line, 512-222-9328. And of course, hit us up on our socials. I'm at not the fake wags on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it there. And double R is on Twitter at the under R or excuse me, the Rodney, uh, do I have it right? The Rodney R. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah. And the yeah. underscore Rodney R for Instagram. Yeah. And then I'm on, I'm on the Wagner wire. But anyways, well, guys, we got a lot to hey, talk about. Hey, Wags, I, I got to do it. I got to do it. I'll never have the flu. I'll never have the flu. Look, I I'll never have the flu. I should have yeah. took what she had, man. I, I really should have. Yeah. Um. But anyways, we have some football to talk about. It looks like the... I guess the family tree of what Bill Belichick was putting together up there in New England is starting to disperse or whatnot. Bill O'Brien heading back to the college uh, landscape here. I'm going to one Ohio State to be the offensive coordinator there for the Buckeyes. Um, I've got so many questions with this. I don't think. I mean, I used to think that Bill O'Brien was a decent offensive coordinator, but after some of the things that I've seen over the past year uh, with how he was trying to fix um, Mac Jones and just at the, I don't want to call it lack of trajectory of path that Mac Jones is on, but it doesn't look like he's fixing Mac Jones yeah. in, any, in, in any aspect whatsoever. I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared for Ohio State. Bucking or Ohio State Buckeyes fans because 
uh, adding someone there that has a track record the past couple of years of not really being able to take your team to the next level is not the answer that Ohio State needs when they can't get past what they've struggled to get past Michigan and win win a bowl game for the past three years. So Ryan Day and company, you want to add, you know, with the addition of Bill O'Brien, I'm not sure if that's the best. We, we talked about, you know, the Cowboys yesterday, you know, keeping uh, Mike McCarthy because it felt a little bit comfortable and, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's going with what you know now. This, here's a, a, you know, a polarizing move with Bill O'Brien bringing him in. Um, somebody that I guess you think you have a little bit of a pedigree of what you know with Bill O'Brien, but the, the past couple of seasons really hadn't been a success story for Bill O'Brien. So a little yeah. question, a, li- a little bit of questions there for bringing in O'Brien as your offensive coordinator. Yeah, he's uh he's fixed Mac Jones all right. He's fixing to make him unemployed. Um is the whole thing right there. And that's where you have to wonder like like talking about that right there. Hang on, Wags. Well, I'll, I'll do that in a minute. You can but hit it, a, you can eat a bowl of cereal out of uh, Bill O'Brien's chin. I I mean the, the whole thing with he's got this that much is the bowl in his in his chin there is that you have I mean you have this this coaching tree. We talk about coaching trees all the time, but at what point does it does it get to the to the point dissolve. yeah does it yeah does, to, does it to where it's like with a, that branch like that branch doesn't split off anymore you exactly know what I mean? to, to where it's like uh, okay this this doesn't work i mean because you've you've seen bob bob you've mm-hmm. seen him in, in in different spots and and it really seems to be the same result once he actually got under that tutelage well he was actually under the tutelage once again and it still didn't work and, and i think that's where we go back to kind of my thought with that is w- with these coaching trees that we talk about a coaching tree starts, you know, in, in this case with with Bill Belichick a, a, a long time ago, a, a good while back. A lot of success. Does, does all that. fall under Bill Belichick or Bill Parcells? No, I, I I think it's Bill Belichick. It's, I think it's Bill it, Belichick. But here's I, I, I couldn't I couldn't remember if part if Belichick and Weiss were uh were on the same lineage branch. Yeah, if they, I, I, if they I mean, kind of descended from Parcells or if Weiss descended from Belichick. Yeah. But, I but can't remember. This, is, this is where we get to to where the game evolves. I mean, this is drastically different football than we used to watch before. I mean, you can. I mean, it used to be. I, I remember as a youngster watching it. And Weiss, Weiss came before Weiss came before Bill O'Brien, right? Yeah, 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 for okay. sure, for sure. You you would watch college football. It had a very distinct, different look than the NFL. Now you look at them, and there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities right there. I think what happens with a lot of these guys that continue to get employed based on their name, based on their heritage, based on their tutelage, they so get much. hired on those old resumes, and they don't evolve with the game. And that's kind right, of right, what right. I yeah what I talk about with the Cowboys organization is they don't evolve and and, and this. The NFL, I mean, college football evolves all the fucking time. It changes hell daily. It, it seems like right now, uh, for Bill O'Brien to get that war uh, that that job at Ohio State. I mean, if I'm if, if I'm an Ohio State Buckeyes fan, wags, I'm like, what in the hell? Why? Why? Uh, I mean, I, I don't get it. Big I mean, name, it, big name move. I'm big not name sure move. It was the right move. It was big, big name, name move. Right? Big um, name move. And 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 here's the other part of that, wags is is. With the trajectory that college football is going on right now, I mean, with the NIL, with the portal, with with every everything, guys moving around and all that. I, mean, I, I don't. I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, I hate to call anybody this, but when you come on in and you bring a retread in like that, yeah. I mean, what are you gaining? 
What are you getting? That's a step I think, backwards. I mean, that's what it feels opinion. like. I don't feel like you're gaining much. Uh, maybe maybe Ohio State thinks that they're taking a step forward, but it does feel like they're taking a step back. It feels it feels like, or to me, from from. And I'm not a you know I, I'm not a an Ohio State you know expert here or whatnot. I, I couldn't tell you you know how you know how better their offense has been in the past three years than it has been in five years. I, I really can't tell you. I don't pay that much attention to Ohio State. Um, but it feels like Ohio State is regressing in terms of not being able to hire from within. You're going out and looking for an outside hire and is like, I, I don't understand the ties to Bill O'Brien. Like, I got to read this article and read why Bill O'Brien was selected and touted so highly to be the number one choice for the office coordinator at Ohio State. Um I get we'll see how he works, how well he works with Ryan Day, but I don't think that this is the answer for Ohio State. But you know, this is a guy that just you know, talks you know, stupid sports in a chair. So, <laughs> and 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 being a Texas fan, and whether you're a Texas fan, an Alabama fan, a Georgia fan, I mean, whatever you, you know, what what we're calling the blue bloods, what we're calling the teams that you look at right now on the oh way too early, you know, result or or, or or polls that are out right now. I'm like, okay, great hire. I love that. I mean, as a Texas fan, I'm like, okay, I really like that a lot. I mean, the turnover with Michigan, I mean, what's going to happen there? I mean, when those dominoes begin to fall, I mean, what what are they going to do? I mean, right. we're yeah, and and this is where I, I think we I think the the writing's on the wall. If if Harbaugh does exit stage right, I think Sharome takes over. And, oh yeah, and the yeah. I mean, it was it was like we joked about it, but it was his team this year, anyways. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Hell, he should be coach of the I year. Love this for you, coach. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And this is where you, you you look at this and it's like, okay, I mean, Texas is in a really good spot right now because Ohio State, to me, this is a pretty damn drastic step backwards, in my opinion. You look at Sark over here landing people out of the portal. I mean, I mean now we got a tight end that's going to fill the – I mean, if you're losing the tight end, JT Sanders is leaving, you're plugging in the one that, to me, is the second best one in the nation. Right, right. Boom. I mean, so I'm like, great keep making those hires. I mean, Alabama with everything depleting right there. Um, you know, Georgia's the one that continues to be strong, but, uh, I mean, I'm like, yeah, you guys keep hiring these guys, keep hiring the retreads. That's only going to make all of us better as we continue moving forward. No doubt. Um, and speaking about moving forward, um, what have, can you remember, can you remember what you were doing nine years ago? Uh, what year would that have been? Uh, I, I can't add, I can't subtract. What year are we in now? Uh, this uh, is 24. 20, so I should that would that be 2013? 2020, yeah, 2000. What were you doing in 2013? Uh, no, excuse me, 2015. <laughs> so that, that, yeah, what were you doing in 2015? That's that's nine years. Um, probably a lot of things I shouldn't have been doing. T today is a monumental day. I'm trying to figure out what happened today. There was an important day. This is an important day in sports. I'm trying to figure out what the hell happened. What is today, January 19th? I don't know. Um, I was probably drinking too much, may have been doing some drugs. Um, maybe, um, two, I don't know. 2015, I had joined the horn. That was my first year of joining the horn. But I mean, that's not what I'm talking. I'm, I'm just trying I wasn't to go in back nine years. Yet. Can you remember what you were doing nine years ago? Nine years ago. I mean, uh, I was doing a lot of real estate deals back then. That's about all I can remember. Not, but my point is nine years is a long time, is it not? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I can't remember anything monumental that happened nine years ago. Do you know who Cam McCormick is? Cam McCormick. Cam McCormick. What's up, Dave? How you guys doing? 
Uh, you know what? I think I should know who that is. Cam McCormick is the tight end for Miami, who started his collegiate career in 2000. I wanted to say two. No, it's 2016. Oh, yeah. 2016. He began his career at the University of Oregon as a duck. He is on his ninth season being with red shirts and COVID years or whatnot. He has been granted so many extra years to play football, but he yeah. is on his ninth year of college football and he's, he's got aspirations to make the NFL and who does who doesn't right you're you're touring the college landscape for nine years almost a decade of course you want to get to the next level the next step right Cam McCormick might be on the we we talk about Brock Cunningham being on one hell of a tour you know being at the you know being at the 40 acres for so long yeah. nine years started in Oregon at the Pacific Northwest and has moved all the way down to the uh caddy corner of the damn um of the country at Miami so living from one best of the world to the next best of the world, not to mention you're you're playing ball. You're just doing nothing but but playing ball for nine. Well, you're doing more than just playing ball, but I mean you're of course you're you're studying or whatnot. But one hell of a ride, Rodney. What would what would you be doing in nine years of college football? How many times did you change your major at this yeah. point? Like, what in the hell is going through your mind as you're with your tenure of college football? Well, and that's where, I mean, a couple of great examples. I mean, we saw Casey Thompson is now going to Oklahoma, uh, going back home. You know, I think that's year number seven. Um, he had four season-ending injuries in a row. Bad, and that's, very bad luck. That's kind of the part there for me is because, you know, like, uh, what, what's a guy named? I always call him Papa Frank over there that uh, just is finally leaving UTSA. I mean, that dude right there. And that's where, you know, I get it now to where the way college football is set up, it does afford them the opportunity to continue that college career. Yeah, You know, because the injury thing sucks. I mean, yeah. when you get hurt and, and, and dude, all of that. Not just that, four years in a row, season-ending injuries, four yeah. years in a row. Yeah. I mean, dude. That's that's rough. But but I will tell you one thing. And, and again, that's great. That's great. Because when you look at that, I guess he's virtually – unproven because he hasn't had the opportunity to finish off a season because he's been hurt well, he's, and he also started he came in in 2016 as a three-star recruit mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh, and, and i mean that's pretty decent for a tight end you know or yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to, to put three stars to, to five stars but of course you know three-star tight end is pretty damn good yeah but you know when you have a situation like this it's like okay great he's he's I hope the dude, I'm not going to say the kid, I hope the dude gets to have a season. I hope he gets a full season because he deserves that. I mean, if you've earned that, but this is where you get to, where if you have NFL aspirations, I mean, you know, Roger Staubach back in the day had NFL aspirations, but he had to go, he had to go take care of his country like you did wags and he finally got to be an nfl quarterback at the age of 27 or 28 but that was a different day in time right now if you're this dude that that has nfl aspirations and you're nine years in college i don't i don't think you're going to make it unfortunately i hope he has a good backup plan i hope he's getting a business degree or has get, gotten right or, or getting getting something getting a, a decent education out of the tour that he's had out of uh, academia here but to quote mccormick i want to say i gave it my best opportunity and my best shot um i would say i, I would say that he's pushing for that he's 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 pushing to make those strides i mean you can't really say how can how many how 
how confident can you say that you gave it your best if you have four consecutive season ending injuries like like you always have something lingering in the back of your mind or on the back burners jesus if i didn't get hurt man could i've you know could i've been able to play with the big boys could i've been able to play with the ones and get to the next level um the, the, to me this is a dream you know what i mean being able yeah. to just hell just being able to stay in college for 10 years um yeah. Yeah, yeah. i mean i get older they stay the same age you know what i mean it's, yeah, it's basically matt mcconaughey's uh dream job but it, and you know uh, coincidentally matt mcconaughey did make all district as tight end so yeah. in in that movie in that movie what what i think his name was waterson or no perrick i can't remember the damn name but i'm i'm uh, paraphrasing and, and referencing Days and Confused, by the way, if any, if those of you guys have that haven't picked up Not on it, but Notch Hamburgers. Oh my I'm god, pretty sure he made all district tight end in that movie. Yeah, I, I want to say I, I think I wanna... he did. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that, man. I've seen it so many times, but it's been a long time since I've seen that. But I mean, the whole thing with this dude, I, I mean, it's like Wooderson. Yeah, there it is right there. There it is right Hope there. Hope you got your wood screws in, baby, because I'm gonna blow your doors completely off. That was and, a terrible thing. And it's like, I'm sorry. Guys, it's I'm like, it, it's like, I, I do hope with these guys that they do have a backup plan. I mean, it's, um, you know, you know, living a pipe dream and, and all these different things. I mean, but who knows? I mean, maybe it's something you get something yeah, on film and, and, and you try to be an uh, unsigned free agent and go off and become the next Kurt Warner. Probably, but probably makes practice squad, but I think there's too many, there's too many miles on the tires right now as mm -hmm. it is. Um, you know, you've had a tenure, you've had a tour basically for a decade in college football and you've had, you know, four season ending injuries consecutively you've also got a torn acl i mean there's yeah. there's a lot going yeah. on inside of your body so um it, hey if you have the wherewithal and you can sustain and, and be able to uh soldier on and, and and be in the nfl then more power to you my guy uh that's you know of, of course perseverance is probably one of my favorite stories to talk oh, about sure. but damn sure. dude i mean that's your your hill is vastly steep we'll say that <laughs> man very very steep so uh, I'm, I'm cheering for you. I'm rooting for you, McCormick. But it is Cam McCormick uh, was the story for me uh, that I saw last night. Nine years will be this year, his ninth season um, playing for the Miami Hurricanes. So if you need somebody to root for, there's a good feel good story um, for Cam McCormick there. Hopefully he, you know, gives it his best and gives it his all like he says he can do. And, you know, barring um, no injuries this year. So hopefully, you know, shout out to Cam McCormick. May you do great things for the Miami Hurricanes, my guy. And, and perseverance is great, but, but I think it at, and I had to do this in, in my racing career where it's like, okay, at some point, man, I'm persevering. I love racing. I love doing all this stuff, but at some point you got to bless you again. Um, you have to check that, that reality thing. It's like, okay, I yeah. really want to do this, man. I've got the most ganas, as we call it in, in Mexican, which means I have the most want to. Cone, cojones. Oh, that's nuts. Which, oh, yeah. which, that's that's what I thought you were that's what I thought you were talking about. But 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 at some point, maybe it maybe it's not meant to be. And that's that's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, that's like I you can't ever tell me that it's not meant to be. That like that doesn't that doesn't last in my I mean, sure, yeah. like reality could be adding up or whatever, but I'm I'm the guy that will beat his head through a damn oh, center block too. wall. You know what I mean? And, until until I make it through the wall, I'm going to get through the wall eventually. You well, know, despite, despite my own forehead or, or or bashed up face or whatever, I'll, I'll get through the damn wall. So that's that's well, the thing. I mean, Wags, I can kind of relate to that a little bit. I mean, doing this. I mean, I've wanted to do this forever. And, and 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 thank goodness, my my wife has been the one that's been like, keep going, keep going. And yeah, I ain't Rich Eisen. I'm probably never going to be, but man, I'm getting to do this. So, so, so I give him that in the sense that. Rich that, Eisen, is that your guy? 
Is Rich Eisen like? I'm sorry. No, like, that, that's just the first one. Like, that's just the first one I thought of. Okay. That's just the first one I thought of. Um, so speaking speaking of, and here's, at least you know I'm at least you know I'm listening to you, Rodney. Oh, I know that that's impressive. Okay. Even through all those sneezes, I mean that, that that's uh, that, that's even more impressive. Here's what I was thinking. So when you were asking what I was doing nine years ago, what were you doing 22 years ago? Because it hit my brain. What were you doing 22 years ago? Do you know what? Do you know what happened? You're what? Killing people. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And thank you. And seriously, thank you. I mean, I'm, I look down at the date right now. Wow. 22 years ago, 2002. Actually, no, not yet. I was, I was thinking about, I was thinking about going over to kill people. I didn't leave until 2000. I didn't leave until, uh, well, hell, I didn't leave until 2003. But mm-hmm. I, I joined the Marine Corps in 2002. So. Yeah, 22 years ago, I was getting ready to, I was probably, at January, I was probably, you know, sitting in my own puddle of piss in a bar somewhere, um, waiting, waiting to go to the Marine Corps, man. There's a reason why I went into the Marine Corps, man. <laughs> um, 22 years ago, I think the NFL changed drastically. The New England Patriots were playing the Raiders. I don't remember where they were. I don't know if they were Oakland, LA. I don't know what the fuck they were. Tom Brady gets hit and the tuck rule. That hit in the snow happened on this day 22 years ago. And the NFL oh. has been drastically different since then, right? Oh. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I can, I can tell you exactly then. what I did after this. As a matter of fact, after this, we were in the snow. We, Brunswick, Mar- or I was at Brunswick, Maryland at the time. Um, we played football in the snow after yeah. this happened um, because yeah. of just how in- intoxicating and engaging it was. Um, coincidentally, it was his teammate from college charles woodson to get the strip on or yeah i'm gonna say it was a strip um it, it was it was a fumble and the the funny thing about this is people talk about it all the time you i think the the buzzword that we've used today has been trajectory right mm-hmm. um the trajectory of brady's career if <laughs> oh, he does I, I not thought you meant the football okay oh no no i'm talking about just his his career right let so let's let's walk this back let's say Let's say Woodson did get the strip sack and Brady and the Patriots don't go down there and Venetieri does not make that field goal and the, the you know the championship goes to or excuse me the AFC championship goes to the Raiders instead of the Patriots and then the Raiders go on and and win the Super Bowl right yep I don't know if Tom Brady comes back as your quarterback um and of course you know we've all seen the documentaries on this and and Tom's the goat for a reason, right? Because of perseverance, like the the thing that we've been talking about with these stories. I I, I just, for some reason, and of course we'll never know, but I feel like the move for Belichick and company was to go back to Bledsoe because Bledsoe was on that contract, right? Or maybe they ship out. It was almost like a a Brady Garoppolo type of situation that they had uh, not too long ago, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, you know, I thought with maybe the the purse that that Bledsoe was on, you know, maybe they would end up keeping Bledsoe, and then they, you know, they they have Tom Brady sit there and learn under the tutelage of Bledsoe for a couple more years, and Tom doesn't really get his ride that he that he got. Yeah. Uh, you know, twenty two years ago, a lot happened, not just for the landscape of NFL, but for the goat himself. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Let, let's all keep that in mind as well, man. We got some partners to talk about. 
It really did. Um, uh, by the way, Wags, uh, on the text line, 699 number, thanking you for your service. Uh, we're seeing right there, uh, Dave. Uh, for support, man. That stuff goes hand in hand. It really does. Without support, about right there. services and, and that, are exactly what it can be. That's right. And, and I will. We'll, we'll talk about covert here in just a second. But, I mean, think about that. How would the path have been changed not only for Belichick and for Brady and the Patriots, but for the Raiders? Uh, I mean, uh, what, what would have happened right there? I mean, that, that was a monumental day a monumental day in NFL history that uh, radically changed the game. Woodson hit Brady in the head. Yep. You know what? That's what a tackle was back then. You're a, you were right. you were allowed to have head on head contact, man. You were allowed to use your head as a weapon like you were taught right. to do. You were allowed That's to right. put your forehead right there in the in the chest of the guy and pop up and knock the damn helmet off, decapitate the helmet and then pop the ball out too with your arms. That's how you're yep. taught to play football, man. That's how linebackers are supposed to play downhill. Yep. Back in the day, Byron Sanford, now the mayor of a small town, taught me to hit somebody right in the chest, elevate my head with my helmet, yep. and you're going to knock them on their ass. And that's Beat the way you bust out, man. That's it. That's the way you play football. Covert V Caves. These are the folks, if you're in the market for a brand new car, truck, or SUV, or pre owned, our friends out there, Dan Covert, Stacy, Mike, my man, Mr. Washington. You need to go see them, and they're going to take care of you and get you in and out the door with the best deal that you're going to find. The Coverts have been serving generations of Central Texans, guys, since 1909. If you've been around here for a while, you know who the Coverts are. If you're new here, if you're a newer Austinite, not a lifelong person like myself and Kevin Dunn, you know who the Coverts are because they've been doing this for such a long time. But Covert V Caves, friends, three state-of-the-art dealerships out there carrying seven different brands of those vehicles, Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chryslers, Dodge, Jeeps, and Rams. And, of course, if you're looking for the old staples, if you're looking for the bow tie or you're looking for the blue oval, Fords and Chevrolets out in Hutto, and, of course, those Fords and Lincolns, 183 in Austin. Also, Covert, Covert V Cave, they're going to take care of all of your service needs, 86 service bays, in and out the door. You're not going to be there all day. Don't be trying to do that uh, preventative maintenance yourself. Let them take care of it for you. You don't even have to buy it from them. If you have one, go there. They'll get you in and out the door. They are great folks right there with the service department, covertbcave.com. Latest inventory specials. Look right now. I guarantee you there's something that is brand new right now. A new deal today doesn't have to be a holiday time. They're going to hook you up. Stop by or check them out at covertbcave.com. They are an original sponsor. They're um, one of the pioneer sponsors right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. Covertbcave.com. And remember, nobody beats a cover deal, not now, and sure as hell, not ever. No, they don't. And, uh, sport, of course, it's the best time for sports. We always talk about that, man. You can see your NFL playoffs. You can see your college basketball. You can see your NBA basketball and your NHL hockey. Everything that we need with the big four. Baseball is right around the corner as well. Sooner or later, pitchers and catchers will be reporting here soon for spring ball, and you got to see everything with audiovisual consultations. 512-255-8678. That's abconsultations.com. Don't miss a moment of playoff football this weekend. Make sure you're giving the boys a call right now at abconsultations.com and get your setup uh, to to optimization and to perfection, right? You got to have your dudes in, your, your princess palace, your, you know, whatever it is outside on your, your patio that you need for your your optimal viewing, and you can do that with audiovisual consultations. 512-255-8678. That's avconsultations.com. The really smart guys that never make you feel stupid. Give them a call right now, man. All right, Rodney, we've been talking a little bit about NFL and the perfect viewing situations. You do that with AV consultations. Obviously, we know that, but also... 
you get so much more out of it too i was watching a little bit of are can you hear me My, oh yeah yeah there you go. I, got I was watching a little bit of uh I, I talked about true detective the other night i didn't get a yeah. chance to finish it dude season one or season four man season four might start to be the best i, I of course oh season one will be the og right but there's something about alien. I don't know if it's an alien or not. I don't want to give any spoilers out there either. But look, Jody Jody Foster's probably Jody Foster's probably one of the most revered actresses oh, yeah. of our Absolutely. time, right? Absolutely. She's pretty I'm not going to call this a, a Woody Harrelson, Matt McConaughey type of season yet, but damn, just in the first damn episode, man, Foster's pretty damn good. And if if you're into I, I can't call it I can't call it sci-fi yet because I don't know yet. I, I, I don't know too much of the storyline yet, but I, I there's definitely some spiritual stuff going around here, maybe some Native American spiritual shit going down with uh with you know the whole back trail of Alaska or whatnot and back range of Alaska. You're you're seeing like spirit animals or, or dreams of spirit yeah. animals yeah. or whatnot. That that I'm a nerd, so that's I'm I'm already signed up and, and tapped in already, man. Season four of True Detective, you guys got to check it out, and you can't do it better with audiovisual consultations. You know what? What I love about these shows, like you're, you're talking about right there, and you can pick, you know, Amazon Prime, Netflix, whatever. I mean, whatever that you're that you're going to hone into right there. What I love about these series is, is once you get uh, encapsulated into one of these things, is you look at you look at movies. You know, we were talking about the Iron Claw the other day. I mean, obviously that's pretty original. You know, you know, with the story and everything. But but you look at the stuff that that pops up at theaters and it's like remakes and all oh, this yeah. different oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, and that you know, to me, I'm like, man, how about some creativity? That's what this is too. Like that's right? what I feel like with True Detective. You, you're yes. starting to get back to the true yes. cinematography and true create creative cinema, right? Yes. Like, and and like I love I love I love comics. And I love, you know, the Marvel Avengers and all that, man. I love reliving my childhood and seeing it come to the, you know, to the big picture or whatnot. But we've done that for a decade. Oh, dude. Like, can we can we get some real cinema back? I mean, we have regurgitated, exactly. Exactly. We, we have regurgitated shit for the past decade. Can yes. we get some fresh content? It's like it's like when you had the actor strike and the writer strike and all this. It's like these are the most creative people that are that are on strike and not working. And it's like creative. They're fucking remaking things. You I know mean, why video games are getting so much hype and so much respect right now? Because they're creative. It is the, it is the only different. creative storytelling that's been doing that's been going on for a long time, for at least two decades now. Has been campaigns and storytelling yes. for video games. And if and people that have played next gen video games or whatever, you you know what I'm talking about. It is a story. You're you're getting 72 hours of gameplay, almost 45 to 72 hours of gameplay told up in a story, yeah. an interactive story. So again, it's it's a lot more compelling than some of the stuff that you'll find on the big screen today. So, and I got to tell you, Wags, it, it's so much of these things where if I go and I watch a remake, I mean, if I go back and or a retool or whatever you want to call it, if I go and see one of these things, you know, being from hopefully from that generation of the original. It's insulting to me. I'm like, what is this? I mean, they, they add the, the, the. You say that, but let's talk. Let's talk about one film that's gonna get redone or retooled. Okay, mm -hmm. Dune. All right, Dune Part Two is set to come out March first in 2024. Yep. Yep. And. Look, David Lynch, you know, tremendous with with Twin Peaks or whatnot. He, you know, he's he's got a, a pedigree for making films and, and right. directing. Yep. But I, I kind of think he missed on Dune, and I'm sorry to get real nerdy on you guys right here, but I think he missed on the original Dune back in the 80s 
um, with McLeod or uh, the dude from Twin. Yeah, the the guy that Mc, the guy that played in Twin Peaks was in uh, was in Dune as well. I, McLaughlin or something like that, Kyle yeah. McLaughlin or something, whatever. Uh, but anyways, they missed on Dune the original because it was rut. Like you can't put a an eight hour saga into yeah. a three hour three hour film yeah, film yeah. You, ju- yeah. you just can't yeah. like and anybody that's read you know the four books of dune know how long and vast the story is and matter of fact a lot of people have even said that george lucas could even be sued by um god the author is eluding me right now but by the author of dune because he kind of ripped a lot of things off from the spice wars or whatnot and took it over to uh, to the Star Wars realm. So, yeah. anyway, yeah. if you want to get even more nerdy, hit me up on that. I'll talk to you a little bit about that later. But Wax. anyways, let, let me tell you the retooling of Dune in 2024 is where I think that we're going to actually you're going to eat your words a little bit, and oh, you'll be. I hope so. I hope, I so. hope so too, man, because that was it was the best it was the best experience I found last year in the theater was watch or excuse me two years was watching Dune Part One. I can't wait for I can't wait for Part Two. Yeah. So here's a funny story. Sorry, and that, that that we did geek out a lot about movies. No, that's all right. So so here's kind of movie related. Two nights ago, uh I went to a uh a high school um musical. Um by the way, Round Rock High School. What I'm I meant to ask, what musical did you go see? Oh man, it was called um oh my god, now I'm never going to remember the damn name of it. Um Sorry. Uh, it, it was really good. It was really good. I cannot believe I'm in the musical. That's why I ask, you know, and yeah. our sponsor, Tom McKay, is in the oh, musical, too. That's shit. why I ask. Hold on. God damn it. I'm well, don't, do no, don't take your train of thought. Just talk, no. talk to me. Swin- Swinney, uh, Swinney. Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. That's one of the best. Yeah, that's Un- a great musical, Rodney. Fucking believable. Done by the Round Rock High School theatrical department. Um, My wife's best, my wife's goddaughter. Is the lead? Is the um the, the lady lead in this thing, dude? I didn't want to do this. I, I didn't want to go. This was the night of the Texas basketball game. I'm sitting there as they're about to start, and I'm watching the basketball game. That shit started, and I fucking turned that game off when Texas was ahead. The demon murder of Fleet Street. Yes, unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable the talent in these kids. That night. So we go to that. That night, my my daughter, my youngest, who graduated from UNT in December, she now works for the Paramount Theater. She had an event. She had an event that night. She comes home. She's young. She's twenty two, whatever she is. Um, she's talking about all the different things, the cool places that the places that they were. And I told her, I said, "Hey, Chloe, if you ever run into anyone, um, tell them that your dad is Robert Rodriguez because people always call me Robert." And she goes. Oh, Robert Rodriguez, that was the name of the guy that put this party on. I'm like, do you fucking know who that is? She's like, she's like, no, I don't know who that is. She said, said, apparently that's you. I said, no, people call me that. I am not him. Was it the the real Robert Rodriguez? Was it? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop, stop traffic. Was it the real Robert Rodriguez that hosted the party? The one. The one she's like, Oh, I've talked to the guy a lot of times at the Paramount. I just thought he was some dude named Robert. I'm like, uh, no, Chloe, get a clue. Yes. So, so Tracy starts informing her. This dude has, uh, directed blah, 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 blah. This this dude's, this dude's a big guy. You know what I mean? Um, uh, hell, you know, grindhouse, all kinds of shit. I mean, he's done a lot of stuff with Quentin Tarantino as well. I mean, Bro, and, like, and, yeah, that's the best part. Chloe, the best part, she said, Oh, he just seems like a regular dude. 
I'm yeah. like, well, that's fucking refreshing that's a, to hear. That's a good. That's a yeah. good guy then. All right, let's talk a little bit about football. We do have some NFL playoffs going around this uh this weekend, man. You want to get down with it? Man, let's get after it. I was trying to I was trying to find some Houston gear to hopefully help out the Texans. Is all I got for Houston. So I'm like, okay. I guess this is actually Tennessee. Great job. I'm not taking Well, we got off. the Texans going into Baltimore and usually people say that Baltimore is a sports town with drink or drinking town with sports problems, whichever way you want to word it, but uh it looks like they got things kicking off the right way here this season. Um Lamar seems to be healthy going into the playoffs, which hasn't been the story the past couple of seasons. How confident are you that the Texans can go in here and take down the number 2 defense in the NFL? They just took down the number 1. Well, I wish this game was in Houston. I think that that may help right now. You know, Lamar Jackson, what's he, 3-0 against the spread um, against the Texans. So I, I think this is going to bode well for him. Uh, but at the same time, you know, the Texans have been really good on the road as an underdog. But I think at this point, Wags, this is just – is this where the slipper's going to fall off? I mean, I don't know. what. what what's what's the line right here? Are we? We're looking at 12? nine and a half right now, what I'm seeing. Nine and a half strong for Baltimore here. I think over under 43 and a half. Hmm, man, Wags, it's going to be so important for Houston to not let this game get out of control. I mean, you're going to have to you're going to have to be able to withstand the barrage that you're going to get from Baltimore at home. But how do you do that? Right? Though? I think if you're Houston, you gotta you gotta have a, a heavy dose of Singletary, right? Like you can't yeah. you can't allow Lamar Jackson to get the ball at the twenty, march what eighty yards down the damn field for a 10, 10 minute you know scoring drive and then put in yeah. excuse me put up seven points because that's probably going to be the tail the tail of the tape for the entire game, right? I, I, actually, I say that, but I don't know because Houston's got a pretty damn decent defense. They got a bend but don't break defense. They can keep you out of the out of the end zone here. It's just usually, for me, what's going to be the differential between this week and last week. I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to be making the same mistakes that Joe Flacco did out of desperation, yeah. right? Joe Joe Flacco right. was pressing. He was playing on house money, and right now you have the caliber of an MVP quarterback coming in to go up against you. Not like you had against you, what last week where i mean i don't want to take anything away from joe flacco i thought what he was been able to do in in the temporary ride of success that he has was tremendous um but you know people that were watching him were saying like he's pressing too much he's throwing you know that was the one knock on him was that he was throwing the ball away and turning the ball over yeah. way too much but still somehow some way cleveland was able to persevere and get out of those situations and and come up victorious out of those ball games not so much didn't happen uh, last week against the Texans, I don't foresee uh, Lamar Jackson making the same type of mistakes that Joe Flacco made. Yeah, that that's really the whole thing, and that's why I kind of think that it's going to be so important for Houston to be able to to be able to to stay close. I mean, because if this thing gets out of control, but but here we go, Wags. I mean, here's the test. It seems like we really have seen a different Lamar Jackson this year. I mean, he's at an uh, MVP caliber. He's probably going to be the MVP. But he do you have him over Josh Allen? Do you have Do you have Lamar Jackson over John? Yeah, Allen? yeah, I, I think so. I, I think. What about so. that? Where's Dak for you? Second, probably. Unfortunately, really? yeah. I got man. Okay. But this is this is where Lamar Jackson has kind of turned into Dak Prescott in the playoffs. So I think this is going to be a big measuring stick right here to see if Lamar Jackson is ready to take that next step. If Lamar Jackson comes out and his balls out and lights out, 
I'm the rest of the AFC and the 49ers or whoever's on the NFC side, I'm worried because this has kind of been where he struggled. This has been where he struggled. Um, I think the Texans are going to cover this. I, I think they're going to stay. They stay within nine. All right. They stay within nine. nine and a half. Yeah, but unfortunately, I think they're going to fall. I think they're going to fall. I hope I'm wrong. I've been wrong about most. Yeah, I, hope of the I mean, I kind of hope you're wrong too. I, I like yeah. I'm. I'm I'm enjoying the CJ's. Of course, I root for Baltimore, right? Sure, but I'm sure. enjoying this. I'm a fan of sports, right? This is um, a great story. This is a great yeah, story. A I story, love it, right? It's it's not just a fun story because it's CJ Stroud. It's also a great story because it's D'Amico Ryan's too. You know, two a uh, mm -hmm. first year head coach, rookie, uh, you know, rookie quarterback as well. Um, and not to mention D'Amico Ryan's, you know, gave his his heart and soul for the Texans, anyways. Sure. Um. Yeah, it's a hard story to root against, right? And even as a, I, I can't say that I'm a diehard Baltimore football fan. Uh, I, I would love to be able to to claim Baltimore football, but I just like for for the life of me, I can't get off the Giants. I just I just can't. Like I want to I want to I want to exit stage right and leave New York football and and come home to Baltimore football. But it, I don't know, like yeah. for some reason, like I I I got a loyalty thing here. It, it's it's really eating at my ass here. I got a loyalty yeah. thing, and I can't leave. I, I I especially can't leave the Giants in disarray. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe when they they get back on top, I'll be like, hey, you guys seem like you're in a really good spot now. You don't need me anymore because I'm the reason that all this success is happening. Anyways, I'm gonna go to Baltimore Ravens here. Maybe that might happen. <laughs> I, well, I I kid, I kid. But well, is, Wags, and I'm right there with you. I mean, because there's, there's a big part of me where I'm like, man, the Texans. I mean, like, look, I'm wearing this. I, I'm an I was an Oilers fan. Yeah, I'm, Not, I'm in Texas, man. I got to root for a home team some, somewhere, right? I and I can't root for. I fucking can't root for Dallas. And, and I told I, I told my wife, I said, look, if we're going to have a Super Bowl gathering, if the Cowboys are in, I don't want anybody around. I've said that for the last <laughs> however fucking many years I've been married to her, which I know, 17. But if – Misery loves company. I told her I, I told her the other day, after the Cowboys went down, I said, look, when we if we have a Super Bowl gathering, I'm throwing this Dak Prescott jersey in the chimney and I'm going to burn that shit with people here to see it. I ain't going to do that, Wags. When we get to when we get to training camp next year, I'll be like, "This is our year. Here it is. <laughs> we yeah, got him now." We talk about that, and we'll, I'll give you the I'll give you the rest of the I'll give you the rest of the the lines that I have coming out. Yeah, this yeah, weekend. yeah. But I mean, before the accolades get announced or whatever, for for me, my top three for MVP. I, and I'm I'm sorry, like I know he let you down last week, but I got Dak as number one. I got Lamar as number two, and I got Josh Allen as number three. Those are my top three MVPs. Prove me wrong. Like prove it's me a wrong. Regular with that season award. It's a regular season award. I mean, it's just like it's just like when we do the Cy Young and all these different things. I mean, when it's announced, you know, well, well, uh, Justin Verlander shit the bed in the in the in the playoffs. I don't care. It's a it's a regular season award, you know. So yeah, I mean, Dak, look what Dak did. And, and I mean, that's where you go back to McCarthy. It's like, yeah, it sucks that he's still around. Maybe, maybe you want to get rid of him, but fuck, he fixed him in the regular season. Um uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can put all that on McCarthy. Uh, I can't give McCarthy all those roses right there. I think Dak did a lot for Dak. Um, and I think a lot of it was Kellen Moore, uh, kind of convoluting and, and throwing too much at Dak or just yeah. you know, having Dak ravel, uh, I, I won't say complicate Dak, but it looked like Dak simplified a lot of the offense and, you know, he looked fan. I mean, a fucking MVP wow. year for Dak Prescott, man. Of well, course. The emergence Look. of CeeDee Lamb having a having you know his best 
season in his career also helped, of course, but those two play off each other, right? You know, the quarterback and the wide receiver. And, and you have to think with Dak, I mean, and, and I'm hesitant to give him credit for anything right now because I'm a little pissed off at him still, but I still like the guy. Y'all got to stop on the Dak hate, man. Y'all got to stop. You don't, you, if you don't want Dak as your quarterback, give him, give him the Giants. I'll take that. I'm wearing fucking Dak Prescott jersey on Monday on the show Sorry, because I, I, I'm getting over it. But look, Dak, he got his foot broken off. He's a little more confident. He's better now. And I think a lot of that showed right there. Dak's a good quarterback. It's just whatever. You and I what both have the Ravens over the Texans, right? Yes. You have the Texans covering? Yes. Okay. Yes. I think the Texans get gritty. And and that I only think, adds I, to what D'Amico Ryan's I don't think that the Baltimore Ravens are good for 10 here. I do not. I think the Texans do keep it close and within yeah. the scoring line here. All right. Packers and 49ers. The line on this is another nine and a half line for the 49ers here. Uh, the number one is getting a lot of love in the AFC and the NFC division here. Um, Packers looked pretty damn good last week, though. We'll, yeah. we'll say that. I mean, Packers were able to knock out your boys and. They did it a lot with uh, I, with the can I say the game management of the arm of Jordan Love? He looked pretty yeah. damn good, even though he was game management. Hit Dobbs, hit Dobbs almost all damn night there. And but the the story was the ground and pound with Aaron Jones. So can they replicate what they did last week? That's a big question because there is a little bit of a concern, a little bit of a knock on Aaron Jones. What's his? seemed to be the story with the Packers in their rushing attack all season long was Aaron Jones comes back. He looks great for the game that he comes back, but he always picks up an injury or picks up a knock yeah. in the game that he comes back in. Can he can do it? Can he continue to do it successfully and continually week in and week out? And you're going to need to do that in the playoffs. Yeah. I haven't seen anything that, that, that tells me that, that there's possibly something wrong with him, but I think here's the difference maker in this game to me, Wags. What did Dallas not do? Well, they couldn't run the fucking ball. San Francisco can. Uh, you got CMC. San Francisco can do more than just run the ball. San Francisco is going to come out and they're going to gouge him with Christian McCaffrey. Whether it's hitting him out in the, uh, you know, hitting him out on the outside, turning him upfield, just running the ball right up the gut. That's going to be the difference. And I, I think that's where this Packer defense is not ready for that. I don't think. I, I mean, I don't. The, the spread here, I don't know. Ten. That this is kind of one that I think may get a little. I, I think San Francisco, if they come out, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry to the Packer fans. I mean, it's been a good story. Uh, youngest team in the league. They're on a good path. But, man, I yeah, think the Packers right for the Packers, but it's just not this year, right? No, I, I, again, year. I would also argue that the, the Packers are on house money too, right? There's really only four squads. Fuck. Th two? Two squads in the NFC if you really yeah. want to break it down. And, yeah. um, hell, there's only one real one left. I, you know, I, I thought – I don't want to – I don't want to – take that away from Detroit, man. I, I guess there was real four real decent squads in the NFC this mm -hmm. year. Two of them were out, Philly and, and, and Dallas. You could argue that Philly was was sliding um, and spiraling out of control. With, they went with, in bass backwards. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just yeah. the past two months has been awful for the Eagles. And, hell, they tried to bring Matt Patricia in to try and fix the defense, and they weren't <laughs> able to do that. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe only real – Three really strong teams out of the NFC and, and two are left, and that's Detroit and San Francisco. Everybody else is just kind of pretenders to me, and that's what that's what the you know the Packers are. I think that they were on house money. I didn't think yeah. that they were that much better than the Bears. Um, a lot of parity there in the North, uh, but obviously you know the stalwarts of the North were the Detroit Lions, and um, that's yeah. I mean clearly I 
I, I well, I want to say clearly, but hell, Tampa Bay could be putting up a really damn good fight against the Lions. But uh, and we'll 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 be talking about that one next here. So Packers Packers cover or no? Yeah, because the Forty Nineers. You and I both agree the Forty Nineers could run away with this thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't uh, Texans cover, but the Ravens win. Packers do not cover, and Forty Nineers run away with this. Buccaneers and Lions six and a half right now for your Lions in favor of them. Um, flirted around with this just a minute ago here. The Lions could be in trouble because Baker and in, in in the Buccaneers might be showing up to kind of take the pride out of the Lions here, man. They looked pretty damn decent last week, man. And I think if, if there's a surprising team right now that's left, it's got to be the Buccaneers for me. Yeah. You know, kind of looking at they won, this. They won last week without Evans and, and Godwin. Oh, for sure. For sure. But but kind of kind of looking at what you're saying right there, I mean, Green Bay went in and out-schemed and out-coached and beat Dallas. Um, I think with Tampa Bay kind of talking about Philadelphia with the way they were backsliding wags, I mean, they came in and took full advantage of a team that was uh, just not mentally ready. I mean, you see these guys, A.J. Brown was out. Through the air and they beat them on the ground. That's the thing. Like, they didn't, they didn't pick one avenue of approach. They beat them handedly. Yeah. But this is where I think where we're talking about the, the two teams in the NFC that are reigning superior, I think being Detroit and San Francisco, not necessarily in that order. I think the Tampa Bay is kind of in a situation to where, again, if this was in it, it at Tampa, maybe I'd whatever. But I mean, the energy right. that you're going to have there at Ford, I mean, these folks are going to be fired up. I mean, this is this is Detroit's opportunity right here. And. For it's another good story too. This is a, this is a, another hard story to to root against. Yeah, wags. I, I got to tell you, man. When we talk about the teams in the NFC, as we went into the playoffs, I was thinking 49ers, um, 49ers, Dallas. I actually had the Rams sitting ahead of Philadelphia the way that they were going into the they were playing in the last month. Yeah, you were, yeah, you, you yeah. were very big on the Rams, man. I, I was very big on the Rams. Yeah, um, man, I'd love for Tampa. I'd love for Baker. I mean, how about if you got a, a Tampa Bay Green Bay NFC Championship? Man, I can wish that it all on Bay, that, I don't think that, that's a, that's a fun story, but I don't think that's happening. I think Detroit's really going to put it on them, dude. <laughs> I think Detroit. Well, I mean, what sucks is that you know that's that's the thing. Like in you know, fans find whatever they can to you know yeah. whatever narrative they can to kind of you know attach them themselves along for the ride right and whether you're a fan of baker or a fan of jared you know jared golf i mean both both of these stories are fantastic not just for the city of, of detroit in itself but if, yeah. I, if i'm gonna root for a team i, I do want to it's kind of like going back to baseball right like i was all on board you know after you know the rangers beat the orioles yeah. it wasn't just because they beat the orioles it's because they never represented you know the american league in the uh or excuse me, they've never hoisted the World Series. They've, sure. they've represented, you know, they've won the pennant before, they did, but they've never uh, hoisted the World Series trophy before. And I just want a winner that hadn't done it yet. That's that's what it comes down to to me, man. Yeah. If, if, if my team's not in it and I don't have any skin in the game, give me somebody that I haven't seen hoist the Lombardi trophy before. And for me, that's that's Detroit. Like, that's, right, right. that's the story. I mean, it's it's been almost what 60 years since oh, they've won man. a championship over 60 years since yeah. they've won an nfl championship um still haven't even hosted up a super bowl trophy yet it's been that long um and you know i'm not trying to say why not and let you know and let detroit win i think detroit's got the caliber squad to actually earn their championship and win the super bowl it's just it's gonna be tough to get by these baker-led buc buccaneers and then also if they do that next week 
Probably got the best team in the NFL right there with the San Francisco 49ers. Well, and, and that's a whole thing going into this this divisional round, which is always a great weekend. I mean, you've got three really good feel-good stories with Tampa Bay, Green Bay, and Houston. I think Houston likes to talk story? about. What's, what's is, your favorite narrative so far? Um, the, the Houston one, I think, okay. because it, hit, it hits a little more it's, home. It's home for you? Yeah, but I think if if you're like you and I are, because we are, we are the same way there, we're nostalgia. I mean, in a perfect world, I want Detroit and Buffalo because it's like, Let's get really, somebody. yeah. Let's get Detroit and Buffalo. Buffalo, uh, think, yeah. Buffalo's been, but they just can't yeah. win. Yes, I know, right? And, and that's a whole thing. Where, where? How about Bobby Lane curse them? Yeah, George Plimpton, the Paper Lion, nineteen sixty eight movie with uh, Alan Alda, Hawkeye Pierce as the quarterback uh, there for the Detroit Lions. Remember that? Remember that one? <laughs> Good pull. I, I posted that the other day on Twitter, and somebody's like, "You made that shit up." I'm like, uh, "This is a reel from the movie. I'm not that." Detroit good and Buffalo either. would be a that would be a fun Super Bowl. That um, would be fun. I don't I don't know if San Francisco I don't think San Francisco and Buffalo would be fun just because Shanahan's very very cerebral, mm -hmm. and, and and I feel like he would just all right. You know what? You know what we're gonna do to keep these people off the field? We're gonna run the damn ball all damn, and it, it would just be nothing but three yards in a cloud of dust. Um, yeah. Not not to say that San Francisco can't you know beat you with the pass or whatever you just know what you're going to get with shanahan and that's the thing like everybody knows what you're going to get with shanahan but he just mm -hmm. schemes so damn well and executes perfectly that he beats you yeah and, and the good thing is good. and the good thing is is about that point and rob kind of agreeing right there i mean I, I do think that it's something that that's very possible i mean it's one thing when it's like i would love to see this whatever super bowl and it's like well there's no chance at whoever's going to get there I mean, they both have a really legit chance to to get there. I mean, but 49ers are tough, dude. I mean, right. the 49ers are going to be hard to beat for Detroit. Well, if in order for the point. Bills to do that, they got to get past the Chiefs. And this is the first time that Mahomes has been away from Arrowhead. Do you think that Josh Allen gets it done this year being able to host the Chiefs at Buffalo? Man, you know what? Uh, the line on this one, the Buffalo by three over under 45 and a half. 45 I, and a half. Um, weather, dude, I, 20 degrees in Buffalo. Well, but can't. And that's where that's the beauty of this game. And I'm glad it's the last one of the weekend, Wags, because weather, you, you know, Kansas City, the, 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 they can deal with that. This, um, this is going to be a hell of a lot of fun right here. This is going to be a slugfest. I mean, whichever team wins this one, Man, when they get to the AFC Championship, when they get the championship weekend, the next weekend, they're going to be beat the fuck up because it's um. This, I, I might man, be staying away from this game. Uh, I, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. No. Like, I this, am not this betting is the one game. game that I have. I don't have a really good sense of what can happen. Yeah, this one right here is going to be a good football game, and that's where I'm saying, you know, with the good stories that we have going into this, you know, eh, you know, I don't know about that, but the good story for me this weekend is, man, here is your game right here. I, I ain't touching that thing. You can make a lot of you can make a, a lot of money on Mahomes this week. You really could. Uh, I know, I know you can, and, and that's where here's I mean here's continuing man. to add to the Andy Reid Kansas City Chief legacy right here. First time going on the road in the playoffs. Go to Buffalo and beat them in their own environment right there with that rabid fan base and all that shit going on. I mean, if Kansas City wins this one. You're gonna have a hell of a time beating them I, in the Super Bowl. I say I'm not. I say I'm not touching it but I'll probably touch it. Like I say, I'm not touching it, but it's just too sexy it's, to not touch. It's the, and, and, and look what Kansas city's doing right now. And again, you can take what it was with the game last week. And I think that's the other narrative right there. It's like, well, that was the dolphins. 
<laughs> that was that was fish out of water. That was fish out of water. Literally. All right, who we got, Chad? Who we got? We got talk me talk me onto it, Chad. Usually I'm I'm the guys talking you onto it, but I need you guys to talk me off the ledge here. All right. Yeah. I'm, going, how do you root? How do you how do you bet against how do you bet against Mahomes, man? How do you bet against Mahomes? Well, I don't know. We you're haven't only, seen him. You, we ain't you're, seen this. You're yet. only giving Buffalo. You're or excuse me. You're only giving uh uh the Patriot or excuse Patriots. You're only giving the Chiefs three. Yeah. You're only giving them three. Yeah. But I got three. It. I, I, you're only giving them three. Buffalo's giving them three. What week 14, 20 to 17. Three point game. <laughs> so um man, this is this is gonna be fun right here. Buffalo's gonna win this game. Away. All right, right now I'm not touching it, Rodney. Buffalo's not gonna touching. win this game. Not Buff- touching. Yeah, I um I got the Chiefs. I actually think the Chiefs win. Uh for so I Mahomes God, goes into not. Buffalo and he's able to take down Josh Allen. Uh Mahomes is pissed off that he's not in the conversation for uh MVP, he's already got the the commercials out there, you know, most valuable member or whatever for State Farm or whatnot. He's he's pissed. He's he's going to be pissed. The narrative God, is not there for imagine. him to be in the MVP. I think he goes into Buffalo and he shocks the world. Wouldn't be God. shocking the world because he's Patty Mahomes, but he goes in there and takes down takes down Josh Allen and company in their first successful road win. We have to see Taylor there. Swift doing what she does all fucking night long again. Doesn't matter. Swag surf or whatever the hell they call that damn thing, man. Swag surf. Okay, so my picks, we got the Ravens winning, but Texans covering. Mm-hmm. 49ers blow the Packers out and cover. Yeah. I got the Lions. I got the Lions beating cover. the Buccaneers, but not covering. I think they're going to cover. And I got the Bills losing to the Chiefs at home. Patrick Mahomes and company. I got the Bills winning. So and you got the bill. All right. So we're splitting. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're gonna split hairs here. It's America. That's the great thing about America is that we don't have to agree I, I, on everything. That, that's a beautiful thing about the chaos theory. We we can agree to disagree and we still love each that's other. Right. 100 percent my guy. Speaking oh, there he is, man. Jeff Howe, just the perfect timing. What's going on, my guy? Happy Friday, brother. <clears throat> All right. So I want to address something CB mentioned because I was I saw actually you shaking reading. your head. That, that's mm-hmm. why I pulled you in. <laughs> I was reading about this the other day. Uh, CB talking about the Bobby Lane curse. Bobby Lane curse. Which, by the way, man, you talk about badasses that have roamed this earth. They didn't come much more tougher, much tougher, and much more badass than Bobby Lane. Yes, sir. So Bobby Lane gets traded from the Lions to the Steelers and says the Lions will never win for 50 years. Right? (laughs) The last year of the curse, the 50th year, was the 0-16 season. Right? (laughs) So – I was reading this the other day. I didn't realize that. Are you serious? Yeah, dead serious. So this is a real deal. So you go to Bobby Bobby Lane's Wikipedia page. It'll tell you about the, if you just want a shortcut, it'll tell you about the curse. So I didn't know this, but Peyton Manning, you know that Peyton's Places show he does for ESPN yeah. Plus? Mm-hmm. All right. So in an episode last year, he and Jeff Daniels, they did this because Jeff Daniels, the actor, is a huge Lions fan. Mm-hmm. They did this oh, yeah. like yeah. little seance, little ritual bit. They filled a bathtub with whiskey. Which instead of water, because Bobby Lane was a notable like Bobby Lane could drink Mickey Mantle under the table back oh, in the day. Like that's no how hard way. Bobby Lane. No was. way. Uh, no way. They, they filled a bathtub with whiskey and a cup of salt in the in an end zone at Ford Field and performed a chant and an attempt to lift the curse. And this is straight from Wikipedia. After starting their 2022 season one and six, the Lions' performance notably improved after the episode aired. 
They won eight of their remaining 10 games to finish with the winning record, prompting speculation that Manning may have succeeded lifting the curse the following year this year. They win the division for the first time since 93, a playoff game for the first time since 91. So inadvertently, Peyton Manning might have lifted the curse of Bobby Lane off of the Lions. How about that? How about that? You were just talking about which 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 is the most which is the funnest narrative to follow, or which is the funnest narrative to root for in the playoffs. That's that just adds to the narrative of the Detroit Lions, man. Thank you for sharing that, Jeff. We appreciate that. Can you come to Dallas, man? Can you go to AT and T Stadium, please? Fuck. (laughs) You guys need all the help that you can get. Peyton, Man- Peyton Manning's just a savior of, Barry, of Jerry, franchises that can't alive? get to the championship now. Is that what's going on? Barry Jerry Jones alive? Something. Tear down Sky I Mirror. Rodney, you can't say that. Oh, sorry. Just kidding. God. All right. I, 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 I'm getting out of here. You guys have a great You're Friday, right. man. Um, Have a great chaos or, you know, have a great rest of the day with Texas Sports Unfiltered. Thank you for watching Chaos Theory, and it's time for It's Only an Hour. Rodney, don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> See Y'all you get out of here. here.